When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, first question this week comes by email from Inyaki Ortega. I, I hope I'm pronouncing your first name right. If not, I apologize. Which horror movies that you loved in your childhood for its quality and or scare factor that you revisited in adulthood and said, this is not as good as I remember it at all? Uh, it happened to me with Screamers in 1995. Yeah, you know, normally we t- we kind of tread that line between we want to talk positively about the horror movies that we like and not disparage anything. But I think I think this treads the line okay. Because I, I was trying to kind of think about it, especially as someone who didn't grow up with horror like Megan and Xena did. Welcome back, both Megan and Xena. Yippee! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the best one I could think of, me personally, or really the only one I could think of was uh, It, the miniseries. Mm-hmm. And which I think for so many people who at yeah. least claim that they're afraid of clowns, mm-hmm. that they point to that. And I rewatched it maybe like a year or two ago and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 1990 miniseries. Like I get how it was scary then. Yeah. And now it's just like, okay, now it's just a little blast from the past. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it, it it definitely does not hold up like some other horror movies. Yeah. but. But I was but I was watching that it documentary on Screenbox, and they were kind of talking what it was originally what they wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and like it's like okay, yeah, I mean when you're gonna put on TV, you're gonna have to get rid of things, you know, like uh, <clears throat> kid orgy, yeah. and <laughs> there's just gonna be parts that get left on the cutting room floor, thankfully. Uh, since Zena's back, let's let's go over to Zena. What do you think, Zena? Oh, man, I love this question because I feel this way about the movie Shrunken Heads from 1994. It's a full moon movie. And I remember um, my mom rented it from the video store for us. And yeah, it scared the life out of me. Basically, it's about these kids. They're like teenagers, maybe 14, 15 years old. They're these gang members in their um, in their like neighborhood. They decide to try to frame them, but then it kind of backfires. And then they're sadly murdered right but then just so happens there's a guy who owns one of like a local store like corner store um he brings them back from the dead using voodoo he chops off their heads shrinks their heads so you know they're shrunken heads one of them has like electricity powers one of them's a vampire and one of them is just gross because he still loves this girl and he's just a tiny head with a ponytail floating around it just point is guys it scared me it really really scared the life out of me but i recently rewatched it and no it's not there but looking back i can see why i was very 
much creeped out by it. There was an amazing time in history when we were so afraid of quicksand and witch doctors shrinking our heads. (laughs) Still, still a very scary thing. I mean, it is. You you don't see it anymore. Like, you're really just not delving into that uh, concept anymore. (laughs) How about you, Megan? I think it's hilarious that Xena brought this up because I actually thought about putting full moon movies on my list because there was a period... There was a period in my childhood where I was renting all of, you could see the little full moon logo mm-hmm. and I was like renting all of them. And I, I haven't gone back and revisited them to fully add this. Like I, it doesn't, I don't know how they hold up. I just imagine probably a little bit dated. Um, mm-hmm. So instead I kind of went with perhaps low hanging fruit um, house two and, and house four. Mm-hmm. I think my threshold. Wait, four. For, yeah. There's four. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, part three right. is like completely unrelated. It was like the last picture show or the last horror show, I think is oh. what it's called. So it's kind of unrelated. And then they were like, and then there's house four, which had uh, <laughs> a, a possessed pizza. So, <laughs> so yeah, my threshold for, for what I liked as a kid was much lower, but had monsters. I was happy. I was probably going to make things be monsters, even if they weren't like RoboCop, you know, there's monsters in that. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I still like the catter puppy a lot from house two. And I think the drunk, yeah. like <laughs> mummy grandpa is the greatest, but it's kind it's so of cool. a weird kitchen sink movie. So mm-hmm. I still like it, but I also recognize that uh, I, it's not high art. Yeah, it's not that we don't in, still love these movies and TV shows that we mentioned as much as it's like you just see their flaws uh, now, right? Yeah, like we've we've grown and matured and seen a lot worse things in our lives, and it's like <laughs> okay, this is more cute. And I I totally understand Screamers too. I remember watching Screamers not being scared but being like, this is the height of science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> And then I watched it. Then it was, you know, I talked about it on the show like a month ago or yeah. whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah. Is it cheesy? <laughs> yes. But I still oh, really, yeah. I really like the whole paranoia concept. Oh, yeah. Same. I think it's great. And I love Peter Weller. Like yeah. I said, I can watch Peter Weller in anything. And Jennifer Rubin. So. Yes. Great question. Thank you. And then we have a second question. This one comes via Twitter from Joe Lipset. Joe. Thoughts? Sorry. I just <laughs> want to say that. <laughs> Joe! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Megan, your turn! My turn for what? Oh, you have to Joe. say Joe. 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 <laughs> Joe. Joe? Joe? Joe. Well, Joe asked what our thoughts are on the proliferation of children's classics like Grinch and Winnie the Pooh being turned into horror films. I love this question because my son recently discovered the Grinch trailer. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I didn't know, or I didn't remember being turned into a horror film. And he showed it to me. I'm like, well, that's that's not a real movie. I thought it was just like a parody trailer. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, this was real, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind it. It is what it is. It's content. And it, it might be campy, ridiculous, just silliness. But to me, it's like, all right, like, go ahead. It might be. It's going to probably be someone's least favorite film of all time. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be someone's favorite film of all time. But that's the way all films work. So it's like, yeah, that's fine. It's not going to ruin my childhood. My childhood was still as mediocre as it always was. And (laughs) no, my childhood was fine. It was really my, you know, puberty years that were (laughs) things I'm never going to talk about. Okay. 
Uh, so how about you, Megan? What do you think about my puberty? I mean, uh, <laughs> the Grinch and Winnie the Pooh. I think that we need a deep dive into uh, your no, puberty. No, 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 no tell no, all no. episode. Special episode. The no. Children of the Corn tie-in, perhaps? Oh, oh that would be, <laughs> that'd have been so much better. Oh. <laughs> uh, now we need a t-shirt, like John, oh. uh, special, the surreal effects by Screaming Mad George. <laughs> John of the Corn. John of the Corn. Yes. Uh, there you go. Episode title right off the top. There yeah, I, I'm with you. I have no feelings about it either way. Um, because this this is clearly not. I don't think I'm its target audience. You know, I have. I'm like, I don't need a Winnie the Pooh, but I know that there are people who who do need a killer Winnie the Pooh. Or I, I'm, I'm not even. I'm very out of touch with this question. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it. I. You know, make horror wherever you see fit. There's stories that anything can be horror. So, you know, whatever makes you happy. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I was going to say, you know, to quote the great, the great Winnie the Pooh, you know, when he says, <laughs> oh, bother. But it's like, <laughs> no, I'm, honestly, I'm open to them. I'll check it out. You know, either way, it's just, you know, I'm not like, oh, this is horrible, or oh, yeah, I can't wait. Like, either way, I'll still watch it. Like, I'll get around to, like, checking it out. So I'm open to it. There yeah. you go. And, and spoilers for, I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, too. Whether you love it or, or you hate it, <laughs> my biggest thing is, like, if you hate it, don't tell people. Because it doesn't matter. Like, right. don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Facebook. Don't, don't go on Instagram. Just, How did this get made? It doesn't matter. It got made. Yeah. Just don't watch it. And that's fine. Just move on with your life because all it's going to do is cultivate just this or like plant these seeds of like, like sadness in yourself. Don't do <laughs> seeds that. of sadness. Seeds of sadness. <laughs> Another t-shirt about John's puberty years. No. Um, and it's, it's very fitting for this children of the corn theme. You planted <laughs> seeds of sadness and you grew up to be a child of the corn. I grew up to be a guy who does podcasts for a career. That's so pretty this cool. Is, this is what you get, people. <laughs> uh, and speaking of my sadness, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as a lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist, Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. She's back. Yippee! She's back. And I'm John. Yeah. You listen to this on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I need more of that in my life, I think. We <laughs> hope that your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what you been watching since you were gone? Oh, wow. I'm back. Yay. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I found this really awesome show I'm excited about. So, it's called The Watchful Eye. It just came out this year. Um, it comes on Freeform, but I checked it out on Hulu. It's basically about this young woman who she's pretty much put into this world where there's old money and deadly secrets. So, I'll say that this is a blend of, like, young adult thriller and it has, like, a touch of, like, crime, drama, and kind of like a Hitchcockian type of premise, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, there's some supernatural stuff. There's ghosts. It's like if you enjoy like slow burns with mysteries and secrets and 
scandals and dead bodies in the walls, you may um, enjoy this one. So, but yeah, there's new episodes every Monday. Um, and the episodes are about 45 minutes long, 45 to 48. But yeah, I just really liked it a lot. The main character, her name is Alina, and she has like this not so great past. And so she takes this job as this nanny in this really fancy pants um, Manhattan type of like building where it's like you it's very exclusive you have to have like money like old money to like even get into that building and then she just starts to learn that everyone has like some type of darkness dark type of secret thing going on and again you know there's there's ghosts and rich people problems so it's pretty cool to check out <laughs> Yay. nice I like that we yeah. all like rich people problems me too it's interesting like I mean Okay, yacht, boat, you know, that's the thing. Don't you call it a boat. Anyway. <laughs> so the next thing I checked out, um, Isolation from 2005 on Tubi, but I just saw that it's also available on Shutter. Uh, basically, there's this farmer who is struggling financially and he decides to take on this experiment um, when, it's, when it comes offered to him, you know, to try to take it on and it has to do with um, his cows. Uh, mm-hmm. Trigger warning... There's some horrible, horrible things that happens to the cows. Oh, yeah. Not delicious things. No, not Aww. at all. Um, if you have a weak stomach, you may not want to watch this one. Whoa. Oh, yeah. My. So uh, this is definitely. I feel like it's a it's a hidden gem, like monster movie. Because honestly, I've never heard of it before. Um, mm. Essie Davis, she's in this one, so it's cool to see her, and it's cool just to see these people. They're at this remote farm in ireland and i don't know just some gookie goopy horrible things is going on that we have to see but uh yeah if you are if you like monster movies and stuff like that kind of sci-fi um i recommend checking it out just again it is very graphic um and i will say this too if um I don't want to give away too much and not just saying, well, I liked it, so the world will. But, I mean, I did like it, so <laughs> I did like it, so that's why I'm recommending it. But I, I will say this, that um, I like when movies, and I, John's always mentioning this, I like when movies don't, like, hold your hand. So this mm-hmm. movie, it does not do that. It kind of just throws you in. And I found myself, like, I wasn't too sure if I liked it until I found myself still thinking about it long after. And I think I said that before with with another movie, but I love it when that happens. So, but yeah, if yeah. you like, um, I was gonna say if you like cows, no, if you like, <laughs> if you don't if, like cows, maybe huh? if you really hate cows, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. But it really Aww. is a good movie. I I really enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, if you like creature features type of stuff, just don't eat a cheeseburger while you're watching. Don't don't eat anything. Okay, oh. good to know. Very good to know. Yeah. How about you, Megan? I checked out, because I'm obsessed with werewolves, I had to see um, Viking Wolf, which just hit Netflix. Uh, this is a Norwegian werewolf movie uh, mm-hmm. in which, seven I think she's 17, she's a teenager, Tally just moved to a small uh, town in Norway after her mom gets a new job at the local police station. Um, I guess she's a deputy. But yeah, then shortly after, she's uh, trying to meet friends and witnesses one get brutally murdered by something. She doesn't see what, but, you know, 
werewolf chaos ensues. <laughs> this one is, I, I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking. It's probably like a low recommend for me, if that makes sense, because I, I like parts of it. Um, I don't regret it. I had a good enough time. Uh, but there are definitely some rough things like the the wolf itself. There's one practical effects late, um, like in the climax, but mostly it's like the CG wolf which is going to turn a lot of people off it did crack me up because there is this kind of opening preamble that explains how the wolf werewolf got to norway which just it just sets up a very different film than the one you get so it it starts Mm. with like the vikings went over to normandy and they invaded they were gonna pillage a monastery and end up loosing let you loose a wolf hound uh, or a hell a hellhound is what the monks called it but they hmm. decide to take it with them back to Norway and it eats all of them. So it just comes Aww. alone, like like the Demeter, right? But it's just so cute because this, <laughs> they're holding up this rabid CG wolf pup. And I'm like, oh, of course they want to take that back with them. Um, but instead, the movie is very, it's almost like a, a teen drama a little bit because there's clearly mm-hmm. a lot of problems with mom and daughter that are, yeah, that they've got to work through new kid in town teen angst um that stuff works well if you strip it down to its barest plot beats then you see some overlap with uh an american werewolf in london and to a lesser extent even ginger snaps a little bit um but i am a sucker for a werewolf uh movie and i mean it's enjoyable enough the cast is great it does do some clunky things but Give me more werewolves across the world. We need more werewolves everywhere, you know? We do. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, I had an entertaining enough time, even though I do recognize it is uh, it is a little bit flawed. And then um, because they just put it on Screenbox, I had to catch up with a favorite, which is 1993's Body Snatchers. This yes. is a remake uh, I guess at the time it was the second remake. So then obviously there was the the book, then the 1956 adaptation, then the one that everybody regards as the best, which is the 1978 one. And then there's Body Snatchers, directed by Abel Ferreira, who uh, directed um, Driller Killer. And I think that was 1979. Anyways, this one is about another teen. I, I guess teen girls was my theme this week. So Gabrielle Anwar, she's a teen in this one. She is just getting stationed, well, her family is getting stationed at a new military base because her dad is like a scientist or something for the military base. Um, And, you know, there's pod people there. I think uh, there's a few reasons that I really like this version of of the story. I like almost all of them, to be honest, but I like this one a lot um, because it's one of those uh remakes it's not really a remake so much as it is is like here's a new telling that expects you to kind of already be aware of the conversation Mm -hmm. because when she comes to this it's already happening it takes a long time for it to catch up to her in the story Hmm. so it's not like here's the first contact and here's how it spreads at ground zero i mean like it is ground zero as far as the military base but they're already lurking out in plain sight. You know, there's like the creepy, like her her half brother starts daycare and mm-hmm. the mo- uh, the teacher is asking all of the kids to hold up their art. And it's all identical art except for his, you know, and she's like, go take a nap, you know, so like <laughs> signs that it's already well underway and they're very organized. I also like that they are a little bit more adaptive. You know, I think that the other versions have complete emotionless like stoic stoic pod people and 
they blend a little better. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like Meg Tilly. She is the stepmom. Her speech, where are you going to go, is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I I really like this one. Um, and it's on Screambox, so you might want to check it out because it is not very common to find this on streaming. Awesome. I watched Megan's pick, 2018's Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampires, which I rented on Day. Day. <laughs> It's not 1985 anymore. It's 1986. <laughs> and Chuck Steele is the best goddamn cop on the force. But even this maverick, renegade, loose cannon, lone wolf cop on the edge who doesn't play by the rules has his work cut out for him when an evil scourge is about to descend on the city of Los Angeles. What voice is that? <clears throat> <That's> <laughs> it's action 80s voice, right? Throat. Oh. The Scourge of the Trampires, <laughs> a mutated hybrid of vampire and tramp, or hobo or unhoused person. I trimmed down the synopsis on IMDb a lot just to get to that, <laughs> but it works. All right, Megan, why this one? Oh, and it's all stop motion, by the way. <laughs> why this one? Because you love horror comedies, and you've been mm. so excited about stop motion animated horror that I just thought this movie <laughs> screamed you. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird movie. Uh, it's funny because it treads this really weird line between the self-awareness cliches of the 1980s and kind of beating you over the head with it a little bit. Um, there were legitimately several scenes where I was laughing out loud. I didn't think I would enjoy people being shot while the person shooting them is giving them the finger <laughs> as much as I did during this movie, which, which happens during just about every shooting. Yeah. The person shooting them is flicking off the other person. Uh, a lot of the joke, like, believe me, like if, if you have... Any level of social sensitivity as far as jokes are concerned, this might not be for you. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it treads a bit. I wouldn't even say treads a, a line. It, it goes over a line for sure as far as uh, where we're at as far as sensitivity is concerned in 2023. That said, it's a entire stop motion movie. I have a round of applause just for anyone who puts in that much effort yeah. to make a movie. Uh, yeah, some of the jokes landed pretty flat for me like i get what you're doing but mm -hmm. whew, that's just weird like why you decided to go that route um but i did enjoy it i i wouldn't necessarily call this a kind of like i'll, I'll kind of compare this to like viking wolf uh -huh. i'm not mad that i watched it yeah i did legitimately enjoy some of it and i totally understand the problematic flaws <laughs> that are inherent within this movie um but if you like the loose cannon-esque, like, 1980s cliche. Definitely riffing on action of the 80s. Yeah, but with a really strange take on what happened to vampires and now why there are homeless or unhoused persons who crave alcohol-laced blood, then go what? for it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I told to you. I see this. I trimmed down the synopsis so much <laughs> for this. It's it's very very strange. It's but look at it like it's a cheesy action like eighties action movie, and you'd be like, all right, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. It pretty much fits. Yeah, it is riffing on that big time. 
Yes. And then I watched arguably the exact opposite movie. Oh, yeah. 2022's Skinamarink on Shudder. Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. This is exactly what I thought I was going to watch. It is a movie that I personally loved. And I totally understand the fact that it's got like a two rating on Google right now with the vast majority of people giving it one stars. I get it because you don't see what's the best way to describe it. So it's not phone footage. No. It looks phone footage. Mm. It basically looks like it was recorded with VHS like a camera off center. And it's I think you need to watch this like with headphones on in a completely dark room to really to really like feel if you're going to feel anything kind of part of the reason why I appreciated it is I've never seen anything like this before. I wasn't familiar with the YouTube shorts that spawned this. Mm -hmm. So me watching it, I was like, this is like watching a home movie of a nightmare to Mm -hmm. me. Like, it it really was, to me, it did, it it actually, and I don't mean nightmare like, oh my God, I would be so terrified in this situation, which I I would be, but it it actually felt like a nightmare Mm -hmm. where you're kind of following along, what's happening kind of makes sense, but then like you're kind of not sure what's happening and then you see things and don't see things and then it just kind of. And it's long. I mean, it's 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 over an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and it and it feels it. Yeah. Like so, I I get it. I totally get it. But I am for just one moment going to get up on a soapbox. Uh oh, soapbox time, John of the and corn. Ask, and ask everyone to stop trying to be so goddamn creative, trashing this movie. What? Like anytime I see Shutter post about it on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook, the number of people yeah. that try and come up with the wittiest comments mm-hmm. to uh, trash this are so annoying. I have yeah, missed like all of this, so I'm, I'm yeah. Glad. It's like some people are just like going out of their way to be nasty, just horrible about it. And the number of people that were like, with all the creators out there that could be making stuff and junk like this gets a theatrical release, like. Okay, are you one of those creators? Because who are you suddenly, like, social justicing in this case? Yeah. Like, are you actually out there championing other works, trying to get it in theaters, and then you just, you couldn't, and Skinamarink got in there? Like, I I don't understand what people are mad about. And I don't understand why people, like, try and spit venom at creators. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not an exploitative movie. This oh, is yeah. not, so th- there's not graphic sexual assault there is not horrible racism or or anything like that it's just a different very very experimental movie yeah more experimental than outwaters (laughs) in my opinion and i loved outwaters too outwaters to me was an easier watch and i also understand why people might have a hard time watching outwaters yeah yeah. um but for me again I, i loved seeing something i hadn't seen before I love Shudder taking a chance on it. Like, that's what I like. So, like, the, going back to the question about, like, Winnie the Pooh and the Grinch getting the, or getting movies, like, that's fine to me because it doesn't matter. I'll watch it or I won't. I just, but people are trying different things. 
they're putting themselves out there. They're showing us something that's not an old IP mm-hmm. or a sequel or a reboot or whatever. Like, here's something different. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But why can't we champion people just trying something different? Right. Like, and I get the I get the comments about the people that are like, oh, if this is people's first like, like their their uh, their first introduction into horror in a theater or something like that. Like, first of all, I don't know why you're arguing for these imaginary people that you're just making up. I understand if you've never watched a horror movie or anything like this, and then you see it in the theaters, you might be like, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. What am I watching here? I get that. I it really do. Could be a hell of an but, intro for somebody, though. Somebody's going to see that as their first horror movie and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrified. Well, not only that, but also it could be their inspiration. Like, I remember Kevin Smith talks about how he was inspired to create Clerks because he saw Slackers and how Slackers was like no movie he'd ever seen before. He's like, what? This is a movie like this counts. It's just like people going through a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this could inspire a next great filmmaker. This could be the next like James Wan. This could be like the next Tarantino or whoever. It's suddenly like, oh, we can do this. And then they start a YouTube channel and it's motivation. So it's like, I get it. I get not liking movies. But don't go out of your way to intentionally just like try and jab at the creators or the studio or Shutter for releasing it. It's like just... Just don't watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Talk with your money. Just don't. It's fine. So, sorry. I didn't. I just I had to get that off my chest. It was just bugging me. Every time I saw a post about Skinamarink, mm-hmm. the number of people that were just being just vicious yeah. about it. Like, it's a movie. Why? Why is this doing this to you? Like, I'm sorry that that's where you're at in your life, that this is the thing you had to focus your vitriol on. But it's just a movie. You don't have to like it. There's no guarantee of liking a movie. We buy the ticket, we take the ride. It just is what it is. So, okay, I'm done. Back to being funny in a second. Uh, So before we move on to something happier than this, what do we watch and how do we watch it? So I checked out The Watchful Eye on Hulu, but you can also watch it on Freeform and Isolation on Tubi. But guess what? It's also available on Shudder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched Viking Wolf on Netflix and Body Snatchers on Screenbox. I watched Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampire. It's just an amazing <laughs> title, really. It is. I uh, rented that on VO Day, and I watched Skinamarink <laughs> on Shudder. All right, I need homework I because I just know homework. that I'm going to end up watching Factor Fiction is on Tubi right now, so I just that's just been on, so I need something else to watch. <laughs> Uh, Zena, you weren't here. What am I watching? Um, have you checked out who invited them on Shutter? No. Okay. You enjoy yourself. You Yay. Enjoy. And how about you, Megan? I am going to assign you something that you were going to watch anyway, but at least you know that it's going to be there. Uh, on yeah. February 10th, Friday, something in the dirt goes to Hulu. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> I actually didn't know it was going to be on Hulu. See, um, my, my assignment was worth something. I'm going to add some exclamation points behind that one. Yay. <laughs> See, that's today wasn't a great day for me. Aww. That made me very, very happy. Thank Aww. you. You're welcome. Turn that frown upside down, John of the corn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap. There's my there's my high school years again. <sighs> All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. 
Time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? I feel like this is very much a dark trio news day because Ooh. I've got one for John, one for Xena, and then one yeah. that's really applicable to all of us. Uh, so up first, uh, A24 and James Wan's Atomic Monster, Shernan Entertainment, and 21 Laps Entertainment are joining forces to adapt Kane Parsons' massively viral YouTube horror universe, The Backrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think John of the horse John of the corn's horse just drove in like that's yeah. <laughs> that's very... nay. nay no that was the voice of he who walks behind the rose uh... the <laughs> all right he's a horse of course of course um Chris White brought the project to atomic monster and will be executive producing the science fiction horror film is based on the world of Kane Parsons' viral videos. The film plot is being kept under wraps. Uh, the press release for this detailed that Kane Parsons is 17-year-old director and VFX artist. 17. That's so cool. Right? Uh, his viral found footage YouTube series The Back Rooms has amassed nearly 100 million views. Uh, and they're fantastic. If you wow. haven't watched them, go watch them. See, I knew this was John News. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Parsons will direct the film over his summer vacation. How adorable Aww. is that? Oh, that's awesome. I just want to give him a hug. I know. <laughs> I love you, little horror baby. Um, so, Roberto Patino is attached to write the screenplay and produce. Uh, if you don't know who, who Patino is, Emmy nominated Patino as the creator and showrunner of HBO Max's limited series DMZ that starred Rosario Dawson and Benjamin oh, Bratt. Yeah. Uh, he executive produced that alongside Ava DuVernay. Uh, Patino's past credits included being a writer, executive producer of the first two seasons of Westworld, and writer-producer of Sons of Anarchy. So, good job, Parsons, with this team up. Uh, and it, obviously, John's well acquainted, but you can watch the original mm -hmm. Backrooms video from Parsons on YouTube or on Bloody Disgusting if it's easier to find there. Um, it's a particularly notable example of quotes. I'm putting this in quotes, but liminal horror, I feel like is the word, mm -hmm. the, the phrase being attributed to things like, mm -hmm. uh, skin um, and mm -hmm. this, uh, and even outwaters. So yeah, it's, um, kind of the, the trendy subgenre at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'll be real curious to see how they turn this into a feature length. Well, wow. like, cause it's fantastic as a YouTube short. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I think they're like 10 minutes. Uh, this will be interesting for full because it, this is, this is, to me, this was a lot or is a lot like Marble Hornets mm -hmm. where Marble Hornets understood their media or their medium perfectly for what was going on. So the backrooms videos worked like it was just perfect. The bite size, just the way the camera works like that kid. I didn't realize he was so young. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. so yeah, that I can't wait. That's if, if for nothing else, just supporting the new young voice in horror. Yeah. That's so sure. cool. Yeah. I love, I love hearing anytime it's like, here's a upcoming generation of like horror fandom Aww. and they're doing stuff like this. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we got some Xena news. I feel like yeah. I can, I can, I picture her dancing when I read this. Um, <laughs> up next from writer director Osgood Perkins, who was behind uh, The Black Coat's Daughter, Gretel and Hansel, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, uh, is the horror movie Long Legs. I really yeah. like the title. <laughs> 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 and uh, Maka Monroe has just signed on to star alongside Nicolas Cage. Ah. <laughs> 
This is so exciting. There's so many noises happening. We this have episode. very noisy bunch today. This is what happens when we reunite. We uh, evoke the barnyard. Um, <laughs> Longlegs is said to be in the vein of classic Hollywood psychological thrillers, also music to Xena's ears. The official plot reveal today let us know that, well, yeah, because as a recording, this is when the news dropped. Um, but yeah, they let us know that Nicolas Cage is playing a serial killer in this one, which is also very cool. Yeah. I like when he gets to be hmm. creepy. Uh, in do. the film, FBI agent Lee Harker, played by Monroe, is a gifted new recruit assigned to the unsolved case of an elusive serial killer, Cage. As the case takes complex turns, unearthing evidence of the occult, Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against time to stop him before he claims the lives of another innocent family. Go nuts, Zeta! It sounds so... I'm sold. Sold completely on it. I love the cast. I love like Perkins. Like his... He can do no wrong for Aww. me, you know, when it when it comes to this. This was like when I saw this earlier today. I th- yeah, earlier today, I was just like, I, I did a happy dance. Oh, so. I feel like the horror fairy today. I'm gifting, <laughs> gifting gifts of horror to to my people. No. Uh, and then this one, I feel like is very kind of appropriate for us. Uh, we have talked about this franchise or at least the original um but in the wake of amazon's short-lived television series sony pictures is bringing i know what you did last summer back yeah brand new sequel movie the biggest news here is that that sequel movie sounds like it's setting up a legacy situation because jennifer love hewitt and freddie prince jr who starred in the original well the first two movies are in talks to reprise their roles so is it a? I, I thought I maybe I totally might have misread this. I thought they were doing a prequel. Uh, it says it's a sequel. Oh, okay. Because I thought you know maybe I just totally. How misread. are you going to be a prequel with these two if you unless you de-age them? Well, sadly, de-age them, or or they play their parents. That would be really weird, and then just have CG versions of their younger selves. Maybe. Well, it depends on how pre it is. I don't know. <laughs> Sequel. I, listen, I'm not saying I'm smart or good at reading. We, I just, I thought it said prequel. Just, we need it, John. That's all. <laughs> all right. Fine. Well, there are talks to start in the sequel. Uh, Jennifer Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Robinson behind Netflix's uh, movie Do Revenge that uh, everybody was talking about last year mm-hmm. uh, has been brought on board to direct. Uh Zeta's cracking up, but I'm not I'm sure. So, I laughed because <laughs> I remember I told people, watch it. You know, it was not even a horror, but it was just on the list. Okay, sorry. Good people times. Were, I mean, people on Twitter were, were definitely buzzing about it, too. So it's it wasn't just you. It wasn't just you. Um, insiders say that the project is still in early development, and the original producer, Neil H. Morris, is in talks to return to produce, with Leah McKendrick on board to write the script. Uh, while McKendrick is penning the pick, the idea for the new film came from Robinson and McKendrick, who blew studio execs away when they pitched this idea for a sequel uh, last fall, given the recent success of the Scream franchise. So all of this is sounding, even though there's no plot and it's still very early, it's all sounding very legacy sequel. Yeah. Hmm. All right, listeners, your turn. What other noises do you think the three of us are capable of? All of them. <laughs> 
How many movies do you think John's watched thinking it was a prequel and was really the sequel? Also, all of them. You can call her Texas I've never watched a sequel in my life. <laughs> They're all, all been prequels. prequels. <laughs> you just go back in time. I was very confused by Empire Strikes Back. Didn't make any sense to me. Numbers in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, besides something in the dirt, what should we be watching? <laughs> there is a lot of movies um, coming our way. So, okay, maybe Megan will be able to help me with this. I've been seeing some places for uh, the Outwaters that it will be available Thursday the 9th in limited theaters, but then I've seen some places where it's Friday the 10th. It is Thursday. Well, actually, go to the outwaters.com for theaters playing it, and that will address because it should it yeah. should be limited theaters on the 9th. But I have seen some theaters like uh, my local Alamo Draft House has it starting as the 10th. So, okay, I think okay. it so just I depends. depends. There you go. Yeah. Okay, there well, we can finally check that movie out if you haven't for Travelers Encounter something. They encounter something, they That's encounter it. things. <laughs> and John then loves we... it. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't. Okay, I was gonna say, oh, well, sorry. I haven't watched it yet. I I, <laughs> I still have my I still have my screener. I got stressed out, so um, I'm thinking about checking it out in theaters. You know, having that experience. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So, also on Thursday the ninth, we have attachment. Uh, it'll be available on Shutter. A couple's new relationship is interrupted by mysterious happenings in their flat provoked by the woman's disapproving mothers. Mothers. Uh-oh. Mothers. Then on Friday the 10th, we have Consecration. This won't be available in limited theaters. After the, after the suspicious death of her brother, a priest, Grace goes to Scotland to find out what really happens. Once there, she uncovers murder, a disturbing truth, and a disturbing truth about her own past. Then we have Daughter. This won't be available in limited theaters as well as on VOD. A young woman is inducted into a bizarre family as their new surrogate daughter. They kind of leave it just at that. And then we also have, again, in <laughs> hitting uh, limited theaters, She Came From the Woods. Uh, this one follows a group of counselors who accidentally unleash an ancient evil spirit on the last last night of the summer of their summer camp. Don't you guys hate when that happens and you're having a good summer uh, and... all the time? Uh, <laughs> then things. Why do you think my Monday bloody. sucked so much? <laughs> then we have Husera. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. The Bone Mother. This won't be available on VOD. Valerie's joy at becoming a first time mother is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister ent entity. As danger closes in, she's forced into a deeper chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. Then we also have The Unsettling. This one will be available on VOD. A guy, a guy, a guy, I can't speak today. <laughs> a couple's vacation to LA is disturbed when the house they rent slowly starts to stalk them, consuming their sorrow and trapping them in a nightmare. Then we have Disquiet. This one will be hitting VOD. After a near death, after a near fatal accident, Sam, Wakes to discover he is trapped in an abandoned hospital by mysterious and sinister forces that have no intention on letting him leave. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh -oh. 
<laughs> and uh, this last one for Thursday. This one isn't new, but this is a this is a good time. Road games. It will be available on Arrow Player in the U.S. and Canada. An Australian trucker picks up a hitchhiking heiress and the trail and they trail a killer in a green van. This one stars Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Then finally on Tuesday, the fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, love. Oh, that's right. Dark Glasses will be available <laughs> on DVD. Oh, my God, John. He's looking very distraught right now. It's fine. I'll be fine. It's fine. Okay. We've been married a long time. It's fine. Well, if you haven't checked out uh, Dark Glasses yet, you'll be able to check it out. It'll be available on DVD. And then we also have Swallowed. This one will be available on VOD after a drug Ron goes bad. Two friends must survive a nightmarish ordeal of drugs, bugs, and horrific intimacy. I I mean, I'm sold. (laughs) Also what I'm afraid of for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Drugs, bugs. Bugs. We know it's intimacy. I, was say I know it's. I know. Oh my right, God. Sure. Okay. I know that's what you're going. The first with, two but... sounded just fine to me. Oh, you know. like bugs? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Okay. We're gonna remember that. <laughs> was that it? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> I went off the rails. Oh there. well. Yeah. Okay. Well, one more thing. Don't forget. Bloody disgusting. Is available by discussing TV. There's also Screenbox. There you Love go. You. Living your life. Happy yes. February. Woo. I'm a week late. I just wanted to make noise because I felt left out. Woo! <laughs> 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 what was that? That was his uh, intimacy fear. Ew. Oh. Ew. Going right back to puberty again. <laughs> and that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast. Oh, wait. No, for this week, I don't know. <laughs> if you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodysystem.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly Horror Nation podcast, Creepy. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan, not of the corn. <laughs> I'm Xena, not of the corn. Grab some popcorn. <laughs> cozy up on the couch and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Ah, uh, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs>